Welcome to Opening the Door, Opportunities for U.S. Immigration with Attorney Nadine Heights. Hello, and this is episode number six of my podcast called Opening the Door, Opportunities for U.S. Immigration. And I am Nadine Heights. I am an immigration lawyer in Lake Worth Beach, Florida. So today I would like to talk to you about E-visas, the letter E. And immigration is kind of like the alphabet, right? We've got letters for all the different kinds of visas. And the E-visa is specifically for investors and traders who want to come to the United States and run their business and be able to live here and work on their business and it has lots of other great benefits for their spouse and their children as well. So a couple of things I want to explain to you about this if this is something you might be interested or maybe you know someone from another country that is interested in this. First is what is the benefit, right? What can you get for an E-1 or an E-2 visa? And let me just explain briefly the difference between the two different types of uh, visas I just mentioned. The E-1 is a trader visa, which means that you've got someone who has a business where they are going to be trading between the U.S and their own country. Now, what do I mean by trade? Trade is defined as an international exchange of goods or services or technology. So trade can be a lot of different things. Some people feel restricted in the definition of trade, thinking that it has to be in you know, physical commodities, but it can also be in technology. So, um, you know, trade could be many different things. Um, so that's the E-1 visa. It's called a treaty trader visa. The more popular visa is actually the E-2, treaty investor visa, because that's where someone who is from uh, another country, and I'm going to get into the, the countries that qualify for this in a minute, someone from another country wants to invest in a business in the United States. Now, for both the treaty trader and treaty investor visas, the foreign national needs to own at least 50% of the business. So what that means is the foreign national could have a partnership with another person or another business, and that other person or other business could be owned by a U.S. person. So it could be, you know, could be owned by anyone else legitimately, but the key is that the e-visa applicant has to own at least 50%. So it could be a 50-50 business, um, but again, it could be any percentage as long as they own at least 50%. So as far as what the benefit is of this type of a visa, like I said, it allows the applicant to live in the United States and work on that business. Now, the main applicant who is applying for the e-visa is the one that is going to be probably running their business, working on or in their business in some manner. And the great thing is that their spouse and children can qualify to live and work here as well. So 
What can the spouse get? Well, the spouse can actually get a work permit to work for any company or any employer legally in the United States while the main applicant is here on the e-visa status. So that's pretty good. And, you know, you can kind of decide. I I meet with a lot of couples and they both want to open this business venture together. So usually we decide who's the person who could maybe benefit from that work permit the most. And sometimes it's the, you know, one spouse or the other. So obviously we're going to make the e-visa applicant, the main applicant, the one that is going to not get that work permit because the other spouse gets the work permit so that they can, you know, earn income, contribute to the family, and they are flexible to work for any employer. Whereas the e-visa applicant can only work on their business. Now, what can the children get? The first of all, the children have to be unmarried under 21. And if that's the case, they can attend school here, which is great, especially for maybe, um, you know, teenagers, young adults who are looking to maybe attend college or university. It's certainly a lot easier way than applying for an F1 student visa and going through that process. So they can basically attend any school um, as long as they remain unmarried and remain under 21. So... Now, the key with an e-visa is you have to be from a country that has this particular treaty. That's why they're called treaty visas. It's either a treaty trader member, I said the E1, or the treaty investor visa, the E2. There has to be a treaty agreement between the United States and the country you are a citizen of. Now, some people have dual citizenship. So, It doesn't mean you have to be born in that country. Maybe you have citizenship of two countries. So we are going to look at the country that has the treaty between the U.S. and the country that you're a citizen of to make sure that you qualify. Now, there's a list. I'm not going to go through them all. There's lots and lots of countries that qualify. But if you go to travel.state.gov, there's lots of information there. Just go under U.S. visas and then find treaty countries. And you'll find that almost almost every country is listed there. But a few key countries that are not on there are, for example, uh, Brazil is not on there. Venezuela is not on there. Um, South Africa is not on there. These are countries that I get a lot of clients from that contact me and want to do this visa. And they can't do it because they don't have that treaty between their country and the United States. Now, for them, there may still be other options for business visa. Uh, There's the L1, which is an intercompany transferee visa. We can talk about that. That'll be a whole nother podcast on that one. Um, But anyways, I'm talking today about the E1 or E2 visa. And if you have a treaty with your country, then you may be able to qualify for that. Now, the other big question people always ask me is, how much do I have to invest to start this business? Is it a million dollars? Like how much? And no, you don't need to invest a million dollars necessarily if that's not the amount that you have, okay? But 
you do need to invest what is called a substantial amount to ensure the success of your operations. Now, what does that mean, substantial amount? Well, it's gonna be comparable to, for example, if you're purchasing an established business, then what does it take to buy that business? Or if you're starting a new business, what does it take to get that business up and running? So that substantial investment is going to be measured by what immigration calls a proportionality test. So the amount of your investment has to be enough to make sure that your commitment to the success of the business is there. So if the business, this is what I explain to people, let's say the business is going to take maybe, okay, let's say $75,000, you figure you can start a business. Now that's not a huge, huge amount. Generally E2 visas, um, you know, most people would think that 100, 150, going up from there is the amount you need. But I've done E2 visas with lesser amounts and I have had them approved. So for example, let's say you've got a business idea and it's gonna cost you know 75,000 to start. You are gonna wanna show that you are actually spending most of that money before you apply. You actually have to go out and get your equipment, lease your uh, location, your office, whatever you need to do. You need to itemize all that. I'll work with you to make sure we have all of that documented, to make sure we have the business plan ready before we can submit your application. So that's a lot that you have to invest not even knowing if your visa will be approved. But if it doesn't get approved, you can still run your business. You just can't run it from the United States. So, you know, the key is showing that you are willing to actually invest and put what they call put your money at risk to actually start this business. Now, if your business idea maybe requires $750,000, that's a, a way, way bigger investment commitment, then immigration is not going to expect you to necessarily spend every penny of that. You could get away with a much lesser ratio, okay, of investment spent as opposed to what you need because the amount is, is so much higher. So these are things that I'm going to work with you on and help you understand and make sure that you get approved. Um, okay, so basically what they're saying is, that your investment can't just be marginal. And when they say marginal, they mean that you have to show that the income you're gonna get from your investment is more than just basic minimal support for you and your family, okay? They wanna see that your investment is um, really gonna be strong and generate some good, healthy profits. So that's the key to the success of this type of a visa. We want to make sure that we have a really strong business plan and we want to make sure that everything is going to show that you are going to be successful in your business. Now, the other question is, how do you go about getting this? Well, you can actually apply for this visa if you're already in the United States. We can do what is called a change of status 
from your, maybe you're here on a visitor visa. Uh, we can change your status to the E1 or E2 investor visa. Um, you do have to be here on a traditional visitor visa. And by that, I mean, you can't be here on ESTA or the visa va waiver program. If that's how you're here, I would have to make you go back and apply for a uh, traditional B1 or, you know, B2 uh, visa. So, but there's ways around that and we can work together to figure that out. But you can also apply through the U.S. Embassy in your home country, which used to be the more popular way to do it. Although lately with the pandemic, um, you know, there's been people who have already uh, been here or gotten here on a visitor visa. As long as you're still in status, you can apply from here. But if you want to travel back to your country and you do apply from here, from the United States, and you get approved, at some point, you're going to still have to present your visa business plan to the consulate, to a consular officer in your, uh, your e-visa country. Because uh, once you leave the United States and then you want to come back here again, they have to stamp you and give you um, a document to you know, allow you to come back in. So it's it's there's a lot to think about. There's a lot of moving parts in this type of visa, but I can certainly help you with it. And if you want to discuss it more, it can be a great way to live and work in the United States, have your family join you, and you can, you know, you can keep renewing this visa continually. So please do give me a call. I'm Nadine Heights, and I look forward to talking to you about the E1 or the E2 visa. Thanks for listening. For more information, go to heightsimmigrationlaw.com.